Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks, video game choo-choo's anime podcast, where we talk about anime new and old. John is still out, so with me as always. Yeah, mission. Uh, Oh, a mission. Oh, uh, yeah, he is... (laughs) He is wandering through some suspects or stores still, uh, much as we suggested last episode. Uh, curious to see what his findings are when he finally comes back. Maybe next time? Question mark. Who who can say? Um, but yeah, th- that was LV, who is always here. Thankfully, <laughs> a steadfast ally yeah. in these trying times. I have not been sent on a mission yet. When yeah. that day will come. Who knows? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what will be? You'll have the scariest scary. mission, I think. Anime probably. missions, I'm sure, are like <laughs> very oh. taxing. <laughs> uh, and with me always in spirit, at least, is Maverick. Hello, what's up? Hey. <laughs> and we're here to talk about anime. Um, you know, Maverick. Actually, I am curious because it seemed it's. I think last time we were just talking about some bullshit or whatever i'm curious what are you watching in anime right now what's going on what's the 411 what's the scene oh god it's definitely been tough at this time right now to like find some stuff but i at least figured you know if i want to have something that's clean and just like uh easy to latch on to i can go ahead and find something starting out that's new and uh, the one thing that i ended up watching specifically because i didn't even realize it was out yet was blue period blue period Mm -hmm. being the anime adaptation of the uh, manga currently running through kodansha and uh what really struck me about this is the fact that this is a series owned by netflix and from the looks of it is gonna be like a weekly serialized production out of netflix interesting what the fuck Oh, a Netflix weekly simulcast. How about that? I believe that <laughs> and Comey Can't Communicate are doing the weekly format. That's what happened. What made them realize that they should be normal. Someone, someone, <laughs> I, I want to say someone in the middle of the executive talks was like, oh, okay, we gotta do these weekly. Like, these have to be, we, we, we can't, it's either something in that end Maybe someone looked at how Beastars kind of got, like, fucked over in the long run and was like, Mm. all right, let's try something different. But, you know, in that aspect, it's definitely been interesting to see the slow burn of a show that they picked up where probably, like, would have benefited from a entire season drop. But just to say right now, because right now, Blue Period is... A uh, show about Yatora Yaguchi, a uh, popular student, bit of a delinquent, but you know, still gets grades. The the kid who is able to do well on the test, even though he may not study as well, because he's got that innate aptitude for just being able to do the shit he has to. Shikamaru. Yeah, a Shikamaru. And just like a Shikamaru, you know, that causes him to have some like life difficulties like you know what is it that i actually like to do how do i actually uh want to go about this life that i lead and so one day he becomes fascinated by painting at his high school's art club that inspires him to try some painting and through these inspirations and also being able to uh, find inspiration through other friends like one ryuji yuka ayukawa uh ends up joining the art club and from this 
uh, comes a desire to, one, get better at painting, and two, get good enough that he can go ahead and apply for the local public art university to continue his newfound interest in painting. And I gotta say, so far, it's been very fun to see. I, I think it's a very refreshing kind of protagonist that you have. Someone that is so just adept at, like, most things they do. Very much a, uh... A light Yagami that's a bit more self-aware, where rather than try to, um... Go for world domination and, uh... To have a deep dive into fascism. It's more just like, you know, what if I just... <laughs> what, what if I just found out what I wanted to do? What if I just found out my deal? Which... I, I to an extent, I relate as someone that definitely had those long-standing pangs about, like, all right, I know I'm good at school and stuff, but, like, what's that other thing that I want to do? Or what's that additional thing that I would want to take care of? And, you know, it's a very interesting way that uh, you're able to just see this the perspective of this kid who probably, due to that aptitude, has sort of, like, become this insular kind of a person where... You know, no one has to worry about him until he's able to, like, open up. It's much more of a, I would say, comedy and drama. But, God, the second episode had this very nice scene between uh, Yaguchi and his mother where ultimately it was a case of, like, dude, you're trying to go to art school, but, you know, we don't have much money. I know that you want to do this because it's the public option, but also, like, how can you support yourself? How can you take care of this stuff? And I think it was a very... Uh, it's semi-melodramatic, but just a very touching way that it's sort of like, I get it, but also, you gotta have faith in me to do this thing that I want to do, because for the first time in a while, I'm actually choosing to, like, speak out about what I want to do. And, you know, it's definitely taking its roots semi-seriously. Like, it's not that Yaguchi is incredible at the art that he's doing. He's drawing a bunch of still lives, he's going through the very, uh, I would say, basic foundations of what art looks like and what art is in that academic sense. And at the very least, the uh, takeaway from all that is that, wow, yeah, Yaguchi's been drawing a lot of art. He's been doing a lot of work to get as good as we see he is. And so... Not to call him, like, virtuistic, or not not to call him a virtuoso at it, more so just, like, shit, he's putting in the effort, so we can at least see that much about how much he cares about this. And I'm very excited to see how the rest of the show goes. Hopefully, you know, I don't see it going immediately into a, like, romance or a, uh, a weird... I, I, I don't see anything left field coming out, so I'm just very excited for this gentle-ish ride that, from what I hear, like, is pretty solid. Yeah, it's interesting because we have a lot of, like, series that does explore the experience when it comes to the professional level. When it comes to art, we never... We, I don't think we've seen anything that... You know, I'm thinking of things like Kunosuba and, you know, Aoi Hono like how they're pretty much exploring at that point like people who are kind of like in this 
like identity crisis <laughs> doing with art and coming to terms with you know is this what I want to do for my career or like you know like getting to that competitive level and showing kind of the stark realities that goes on in those respective industries like in college and you know Alejandro, you know Alejandro being about like you know featuring Hideki Anno for instance like and all those like famous anime alumni who eventually became like studio heads um, in this case, it's now about like a budding art student, like someone who's like interested in this and how that journey is gonna take them somewhere. Um, from what it sounds like, it also seems interesting that I think like, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. This is just my impression. It, it's a series that doesn't like, it's not saying this is someone who is like, I was born to do art. It's someone right. who oh, is no. learning to appreciate it. Except, yeah. 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 It definitely sounds like this character, like was introduced to it right yeah like low key he's like a high uh, or he's a high achieving delinquent like he will get Mm -hmm. good grades but he'll still go out have a smoke with the boys and like go to karaoke (laughs) and shit like he is very much just the kid who knows how to get by without studying and maybe is like smart enough to also start getting a study habit in when he needs to but then one of the scenes where sort of just like showcasing how much this is starting to like affect him is the fact that like his mom comes in uh during like uh, during to like to check up on him for something and it's like oh i'm gonna go in and check your room real quick oh shit you have so many paintings around you because you've just been drawing and painting all summer you've really just shown your work and it's incredible that you're doing this do I think you can go to art school? I don't know, but like, dude, I can see that you've been doing this because you never showed this before, and I think that's an interesting way to go about it. It it reminds me of like you know a high Q or any other any other sports anime that is like, oh hey, this is your first time experiencing the sport. Go ahead, have fun with it. Oh, turns out you're a natural at it, so go ahead and pursue this at a greater level. But in this case, it's it's much his natural drive as it is uh, that Yaguchi is someone that, you know, once he is actually motivated to do something, there lies the additional effort alongside just his innate capability to do stuff. And I think that's a very interesting way to write a character where it's not a matter of talent or lack of talent, more so how much does he care about something? And that to some extent like shines more as a shonen aspect but at the same time uh, still relatable to in a way where it's just like yeah no of course it can be difficult to do something you don't have your heart in but if you're someone that can be fairly competent at most things to have that added intrinsic value just you know supplants so much more drive and quality out of what you want to aspire to you know, uh, this is, it's interesting you, you say this, um, you talk about this show, because um, that actually lets me go into another, uh, the Remake Our Life show, right, that I <laughs> finished. Um, uh-huh. And that's a show that I think, like, similarly, if not Drive, its, its idea is the same thing where it's like, it's not a case of, like, natural ability or all this other stuff like the thing in that show is the idea that if if anyone is given the support for the interest that they have or the support to find the interest that they have and stuff like that 
they have the capability to create great things or become the person that they want to. They just need the support from, like, society or, like, the people around them. Um, and I think, like, that's a similar thing where this guy, like, all of these people who are involved in this thing, like, so the, the, the remake, like, they did another time skip, I think I said this last time, and they went to, like, 2018. <clears throat> And it showed where all of them ended up, and it was completely different from the old timeline or whatever, from the start of the show, because they ended up getting support for their actual, like, true dreams that were just a facet of the other dreams. Um, and I think it's interesting to approach something like that in an artistic field, and in so much way, I think like something like Blue Period sounds valuable for the same way, where it's like, hey, you need to make it clear that, like, I feel like a lot of art media in particular likes to focus on this like tragic, like from birth artist figure basically mm -hmm. rather mm -hmm. than someone who learns how to appreciate the things that they learn to love and create. Um, and this show has like some ideas about that. However, this show just does not work at all. Remake our life because it, it doesn't know how people work. Like it has this very, like humanistic idea or like this very like good like empathetic concept of like if people just got the support then they can do anything but it doesn't understand how people talk to each other or like how they feel things so it just ends up being unable to mesh that like thesis statement that idea that ideology into its actual body of work um and it just then ended up being like a show that I sat there and watched. And I was just like, why, why did this happen? Uh, why is this a show about like a harem basically when the dude is super not horny, there's no like horny anything. It's just like they'd mm -hmm. randomly stitch in interstitials of like, Oh look, the girls saw a boob or he touched their boob. Ah, this is so funny. And it's just like, why is this happening? Uh, and I think it's weird that that art that the person who wrote this this light novel ended up being like, yeah, man, you know, like I'm going to have this realization about the nature of art's creation in our society that's fueled by capitalism and stuff like that. But I am going to then just like not focus on that at all or do anything with my time travel gimmick, and then just do a bunch of light novel women tropes. Uh, it was just a real, like, you know, I, I said before, like, this show should have been about him making Fortnite or Minecraft or whatever. But <laughs> even after, like, it kept going, like, they do this big moment where he's in the future and then the time travel woman who exists, who's apparently sending him back in time, who looks like Madoka, oh. uh, shows up. <laughs> yeah. And she says, like... <laughs> Oh no! And he goes, "Damn! I knew, I knew I went wrong because my wife, his wife, doesn't want to draw anymore, and all this other stuff or whatever." He's like, "Damn! I really fucked up." And he's like, "It's because I took advantage and cheated in the past." And I was like, "Bro, what? When did you do that? When did you do it?" <laughs> and the lady was even like, "You know, I don't think you did that." So it was just this weird, like, speech of nothing where nothing was learned. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. how I feel about the whole show. Uh, shows uh, there. There is a lot of media about the art that likes to do that. To 
circle back to Blue Period for a quick second. Yeah. There's one scene that is very potent and just like very something that I feel as someone that is currently having a lot of feelings about what they do in their current profession where um, there, there was like a, so Yaguchi joining the art club gets his stuff involved with just like the uh, weekly art critiques that the art teacher does with like everyone else in the club and uh, for that focus was like still life and as someone that's still learning he you know is very quick to point out what is wrong with his painting but the art teacher takes the time to say oh hey you know you're learning how to do the shapes you're learning how to do the designs you're being able to be cognizant about how that space looks like on paper good job and so there's just a scene where he's just like why can't you just tell me i suck when she's so quick to point out the specific uh, criticisms for our top academic or our top artist in the club who's going to be vying to get into the uh, oil painting course at this prestigious academy where, you, you know, it's a very palpable thing of like, why can't I get the criticism that someone else is getting completely ignoring the part that you're just beginning and that you're starting and, you should still take the time to celebrate the small victories that you can find. That is a very palpable aspect of one, just any profession, but two, the way that art can feel so constrictive to someone, especially when they're starting out. And to have an outside perspective, be able to say, oh, hey, you're doing something good. You're actually like, this is how you're progressing or this is how things are going forward is the thing that you sometimes need, not just someone to point out oh, this is what you're doing wrong because, you know, you have an eye for that as the person yeah. that creates that work and are always going to be quick to point that out. If you're wanting to uh, grow, quote unquote, learning how to balance, you know, positive and constructive feedback is a lifelong skill. But th that's just one of the examples where I know, oh, okay, there's something to say here. When I hear about Remake Our Life, there's just like... None of that, <laughs> even mm -hmm. even from just the easy thing of like, oh, yeah, why didn't someone just go and make Fortnite again, you know, <laughs> to not even take the time to do One, they didn't do it, but then two, that could be just the way to say, hey, how do I do this without doing like the shitty stuff? Right. Or to have that, y you know, what if the ultimate question is like, can I do this without the shitty stuff? And if that answer is no, and he just makes Fortnite, then, hey, that's a. That in itself is a valid game criticism that you put in your anime. Yeah, and then instead what we had is for the last arc, it was basically him being like, oh, I'm depressed because I, they time-skipped me again and my company's doing Final Fantasy XIV and now I have to do the Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV fix thing like in real time. And it was just so blatantly that, by the way, also, <laughs> that it was just like... Uh. And it's just like, I feel like... Instead, like... With this time travel thing, you could have analyzed, like, exactly like you said, like, the, the stuff that made, like, what is making it bad? Like, what are the bad turns in even this author? I would be interested to hear this author's opinions, even, about what they think the wrong turns for the game industry were. I think, like, things in Remake are, like, specifically that struck me was, like, a big thing that happens to the Japanese game industry in, uh the early 2000s was that huge you know tsunami and everything that happened yeah that like yeah fucked up tokyo pretty bad right 
and that like completely changed the thing. That's why you had a lot of Western design games and stuff like that for a while because there was just no confidence in mm-hmm. stuff that was going on. Um, and it's like I was hoping there would be something about that, and so they skip right over it. I was hoping there would be something talking about like the in- the trends or something like that. In the early episodes, they talk about cinema and like film structure and what makes a film work and what makes it not work and then the rest of the series is about you know they make a dojin game they make a visual novel and it's like ostensibly clan ad based on what it looks like right but (laughs) they don't analyze like anything like this is the part that i keep getting to because the author fundamentally does not understand people it makes everything else fall apart these are not these don't become conversations where you discuss like the intricacies of like how do people interact with visual novels for example or like dojin works in general how does the dojin circle community operate like how does this stuff get distributed uh what makes it popular what are examples of a popular vn instead they just make jokes about how they're sex scenes like that's it Mm. just the most vapid thing to make the like girl characters go i've never seen a breast like oh yeah okay uh, right it, like from your description of this show up to this point and you know i'm assuming the anime adaptation has ended um it yeah it's it pretty much sounds like it glosses over a lot of things that could have been very obvious to explore yeah yet it kind of locks past them and then this, for some reason, decides to prioritize things that don't are not quite what probably who wants to watch this. It it, <clears throat> it prioritizes things that someone who wants to watch this seriously like. Um, I mean, it doesn't prioritize what one what, wants. Yeah, to watch, right. Just get the casual, out of this. Like, yeah, common denominator it's, it's anime just, fan. It's dude, just yeah. yeah, it's just very much like oh, here's a scenario where someone's uh, video game developer sim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they have well, completely two ignoring, sexy wives and whatever. Yeah, completely yeah. ignoring the potential that can be done with it. So. Meanwhile, while it meanwhile it does have serious elements where things about you know like serious elements like things like oh yeah their studio falling apart and like consequences because of time traveling and then as a result of ignoring like the realism and like actual things that were contemporary to what was going on that could have been like interesting for them to like unpack then those then the rationale of like why why certain things fail and succeed don't make sense you know yeah. like it's it's like everything seems like it's just scaled on a very unclear <laughs> to an unclear standard you yeah. know because they because like like one example you said like there's no examination of like consumer trends and like going into that beyond like oh here's a weird fan service joke okay <laughs> yeah like uh, um i think like they do this thing throughout the series too, where they portray like he is, you know, the thing where it's like he time travel, but he's still, a, you know, he's still a thirty year old, and he mm-hmm. is completely unaffected for the most part by right. like, you know, sexual advances stuff like that because he's he's been through it. He knows it's fine. Mm-hmm. He's not a hormonal teenager anymore. But every other character is, and they just decide to focus focus on this in a way that's just like why like. Right. Like, yeah. and not even doing anything interesting with it. I think you could mm-hmm. do something interesting with that. Like, I think you could make a point of how, you know, the nature of 
society, like relationships in that, how that affects art, how that relationship, like, you know, like Dojin circles, like, do you have a Fleetwood Mac situation? You know, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> does stuff happen? Like, you could do yeah. something interesting. And then there's just nothing on any sort. It's just the most, like, I watched a bunch of Isekai and I'm going to do it, but mine's going to be real. And then they don't even make it real because they don't know what people <laughs> talk. It, the, the main thing that got me was the series ends with him saying, well, now the real remake begins or whatever because he got oh, sent back no. in time again. <laughs> God, and it was just remake like, two point oh. He got sent back to 2. September tenth, two thousand and one. <laughs> <laughs> you, because oh. he's gonna he's gonna make twenty four. It's gonna be hype. He's gonna make MGS oh, two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, ho- he's he, hopping he's going on the jingoism. He's gonna uh, fix the mistake. Hype, he's cold. going to make it so you don't play his ride and you play a snake the whole time. Right? That's what he's gonna say. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the that's the mistake. That's, that's the mistake. a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, but even then, see, I would prefer to even have seen stuff like that. If they had said something like that, like that would be preferable over this or like the SAO man not ever playing a video game and just inventing fake video game stuff. Like this mm-hmm. shows a cursory knowledge, or not even a cursory knowledge. This shows an investment in the game industry. The stuff that they say in this, like tangentially right. and unrelated, and then they just don't do anything with it because there's just like. I'm going to focus on weird trope stuff. Very, very frustrating. I think this show had like a lot of potential and then it decided that it just wanted to waste its time. Uh, real bummer, real bummer. Unfortunate. But uh blue period sounds good. I might check that out. Cause I do like me art anime. I wanted to watch given, which I know is only sort of art. Yeah. It's more. It's music. Yeah. Um, but, but still. yeah, I do recommend it. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I got another movie. I think on the way, I, unless I misinterpreted. Yes, they an do. Image yes, they do. Yeah, because one, one, one did. There was one movie like a, a couple months ago too. All the hot anime of the past getting movies now. Um, <laughs> yeah, almost like a pandemic happening. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> like oh, we wild. can't really have a full season. Yeah, we can't have a full. Se- oh god. <laughs> Uh, we can have a full season. Here's a movie. You get one hour and thirty minutes. <laughs> so, Elsie, what's going on with you? What's what's up? Yeah, I guess since we're talking about past stuff for a bit, uh, there's definitely a lot of stuff I have yet to finish. But in terms uh-huh. of stuff I have finished <laughs> from the past season, even even stuff from the previous seasons, such as like, oh, I need to get on that, but it's okay. Um, yeah, Madoka. Oh, well, <laughs> Maji record. <laughs> Speaking of Madoka time traveler. Uh, Maja Record oh, yes. this season has ended, which is again we- weird because there's eight episodes. It's, it's cut. Yeah, yeah, and it ended on a cliffhanger, so I'm like, I feel like this should have just been merged as one season then if they're gonna do that. But okay, um, yeah, solid, solid. Um, as per usual, um, I'm I'm very intrigued by where things are going. A lot of things are coming together again. So I I never touched the game and I. I, I can't at this point. Yeah. It's just gone. <laughs> it's just gone from North America. Uh, um, and yeah, that's, yeah, it's still, it, yeah. Again, not a lot to say to it. It's, it ends on a cliffhanger ending. So I guess I can't really comment on spoilers and whatnot. Uh, <laughs> um, still good. Still very solid. That said, um, since I don't have a lot to say about Maji Record, um, man, Higurashi. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> man. And, uh, Oh god, I have very mixed feelings about how <laughs> because on one hand, it was like, damn, that was sick. And at the same time, 
as a whole was stepping back away from it. I was, I'm just like, damn, that sucks. <laughs> so I guess from just, I guess just, just to get my, what my theory is, I feel like this was a cash grab. Not to say that a lot of, pro- you know, not to say a lot of series and, you know, anything in inter- Yes, it's, it's to, it's to yield profit, of course. But this in particular, which unfortunately goes back to my thought where, is this in real, is this like working in conjunction with the mobile game that's online right now? I don't know the numbers of how well that is working, but it very much feels like with how it ended, it just feels like it's a stepping stone for something else at some point, as opposed to it like being a thing that could stand on its own. And which was very unfortunately very telling because not too uh, long um, after. Um, there was a there was a interview with um, Ryukishi Seven, who's the cra- you know who's that's the that's the name that's the name that of the creator that he goes by, um, you know you know they were talking about like oh yeah like re- uh, stuff like um, re-releasing the soundtracks from the original series all uh, yeah all this promotional stuff and you know they were asking very loose questions in this interview uh, about like specific things that happened in this series and like it basically sounded like he had no idea what the fuck he was doing <laughs> like right, just to cool. summarize what the interview was uh, uh, essentially like they like there were specific questions in regards to like like oh why did this character give this specific item to this you know and like how he answered them was very much in a roundabout way you know kind of like you don't you know when you're in a that situation when you're in a situation like that and you're just like oh shit I don't know what the answer is but I don't want to embarrass myself or like out myself as not knowing how to answer this it it, it just sounded like that it just sounded like that um I forgot exactly where this was brought. I think this was just streamed actually. This was just streamed, but I don't remember exactly what network or channel it was on, but this was like an online stream event. Um But yeah, he was answering in, in like very vague broad strokes. <laughs> and kind of and like kind of like in a way of like wink wink, it's up to the viewer or like it's kind of subjective, you know? It's like, "Oh god, he like he the, he is kind of indirectly admitting he did not like in terms of like any contribution he had to this like to to go and sotsu which is the um which is what this um which is what th- these past two seasons of this remake have been i mean not remake a sequel see there there you go i even mixing it up which was the original problem this is a sequel <laughs> um um it sounds sound like there was like a lot of time put into like making a coherent story um and a lot of it seemed to be have left in the hands of the studio. You know, it's like, here, take these very vague notes and just deal with it. You know, just figure it out. Like, if you don't understand it, well, you got, you interpret it as you will. You know, that's what that that's what it sounds like what happened behind the scenes. But yeah, ultimately it ended. Um, God, um, I don't know how to get into again. I, it got a tricky thing here. I don't know how to get into specifics about spoiling things. If, if one is interested uh, in tack, ta- you know, tapping into Higurashi, but ultimately, I don't think I would recommend this. So maybe it doesn't matter. <laughs> At least this series in particular. Uh-huh. Um, but it ends on like a crazy, e- epic YouTube fight compilation, which is very off character for the franchise. Um, in which um, these two these two characters, and it was kind of cool, you know. And, and that goes back to my conflict, where like, oh, this is sick, but it also sucks. 
um, where these two characters are basically entering, like, you know, basically entering a slap fight across time and dimension, which was really cool. <laughs> because between shots, like, it cohes, like, it, it very much seamlessly, like, connects with all the different loop- loops and whatnot. You know, and again, to give away a bit, uh, again, spoilerly, of what goes on Higurashi, the whole issue that goes on is that all these characters, the people in this town, are, like, stuck in an endless time loop because of all this horrible shit that keeps happening and like ultimately there's a couple of characters who are aware of it and they're taking advantage of it you know and they're exploiting the idea that there's just some supernatural being influencing it or is it really just human nature question mark or both um and yeah they're like going through all these shots like beating the shit out of each other um through all these scenes we've seen throughout the past series and like I mean, the, this past season, and even past series, even like in scenes we've never even seen in this particular season, which is interesting. So that was just, it was just cool visually, but it was very like uh, it was just very out of character. And like at some point, they're just like they transform and they they, they fucking literally do like a super saiyan equivalent. Like that's what that happens. And then they have like an aerial fight, and then they do, and it just ends on the whole like the bat like the resolution to the fight ultimately ends on like they get tired out and they realize. Well, I guess we're stuck each- with each other across time. That's, you know, like, LOL, red string of fate. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, and it ultimately ends with, like, just coming to that resolution, despite the fact that one of the characters did some really shitty, like, stuff, and I don't, which I don't think is forgivable or redeemable and makes no sense. It's very goofy, too. Like, there are some really, like, crazy, whack-ass lines that have happened that really heighten, like, how just bafflingly goofy the whole thing was. Um... And yet, ultimately, like, just time passes, like, and it has, like, a little epilogue, and that's that. And for some reason, it just shows everyone in town happy and, like, great and doing swell. And there's, like, a character um, throughout the series who, like, whose fate changes depending on, like, what version, you know, what reality right. you're looking at. And, like, he's, like, basically in a coma. And then, like, he is never present in this whole, like, arc, like, in, in these whole past two seasons, which, again, I'm referring to Go and Sotsu, Sotsu being the one I'm talking about right now. Um, and he, again, he's he's not significant at all to the, the, the storyline they were going with here. And for some reason, he just wakes up from the coma. But, like, he was never brought up at all of any importance. Like, okay, I guess, like, the epic Dragon Ball, like, you know, Family Guy chicken rooster fight compilation uh, woke up this this kid from a coma and everyone's just happy now. Like, oh, everyone who was evil is just now suddenly good. Like, <laughs> it was just really, it, it was just really silly. And yeah, it just ended on a very deus ex machina way that I think, like, kind of, and which I feel like is can I can fairly apply here because... I feel like when we do have, like, the corny happy endings, like, in a lot of the other Higurashi storylines and different routes, like, there's at least work put into it. You know, there's at least, like, a just... But in, in very much in this case, a lot of the supernatural stuff does come into play very last minute out of nowhere. Again, like, random... Again, random Dragon Ball fight, plus there's, like... In a sense, like, these god, you know, these godlike supernatural beings, like, kind of, like, overseeing and perpetuating all the problems that are happening. And then they just, I don't know, again, like, everything felt like it just resolved in, like, an instant through a very silly sequence of events that mm-hmm. I couldn't take seriously. Yeah, it did just look good. It did just look good. It was fun within its own, like, isolated bubble. But, like, placing it in the context of the series as a whole and, like, how Higurashi, like, has done things and other iterations, like, it just did not make sense. It was just really goofy. 
Um, Would you say that perhaps it is because, like, I, I don't know much about Higurashi. I played a bit of the first game. Uh-huh. Um, would you do you think like this was just so? Did Ryukishi write this? He wrote this. Yes, he did contribute okay. to this. Yeah. So I was just curious if this is since there is the Higurashi Gacha game now. If this yeah, is just now, like as I was referring to the mobile game, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, as I was saying, like, is yeah, as I was theorizing, like this whole thing was probably just a weird long advertisement to. Yeah. Hold on to that IP and, you know, like push 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 that name and re- make you remember it like for other things, like the mobile game. And as other people have been theorizing throughout this whole thing, like is there going to be actually a Umineko remake or like new Umineko stuff? Um which I again, I've been like hit or miss about that as someone who's never like partook in that which which is a totally different thing too but it very much has like a an, a very ambiguous like crossover with some characters looking the same and it's like oh is that the same character you know it's, it's it's very like loose and like how you can interpret that but like yeah the way how it ends too kind of feels that way too you know it just it just ends on a bizarre not cliffhanger but a bizarre like oh there's something unresolved you know uh-huh. like opening it up to other things whether it be like whatever goes on in the mobile game or yeah like potentially a weird very early tease that like maybe Umineko will be revisited because the 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 one anime adaptation it did have was really bad um so yeah gosh i don't <laughs> It was truly a ride. Um, I I don't think I recommend it. Um, Because, again, it's just, again, like, from the start, it was misled that this was a remake. So it's not accessible at all to newcomers, I would say. So, for one, that's a huge chunk of people that I don't recommend it to. And, two, I think if you, like, take Higurashi way too seriously as well, if you're that sort of person, and that's okay, you'd really hate this. You'd you'd get really upset, especially if you're someone who's who's consumed, like, every piece of media. But, you know, you're going to be that person who's like, oh, fuck, they ruined this character. Or, like, oh, my God, why are they... Do-? You know, you're going to be that person. So don't don't stress yourself out. That said, <laughs> there were moments I thought were, again, sick, like, rad. Like, damn, that was gross, but that was sick, you know? <laughs> like, like cool, yeah. like, cool, gross moments. I was like, oh, geez, that was really... <laughs> that was gnarly, but, you know, we got it right. Again, really goofy, like, again, watching a version of the sh- show where, yes, it is censored, so there's just a random black blurry circle over, like, a tiny bit. <laughs> where you I clearly see it. someone just bleeding everywhere. It's like, that's not doing anything. It's still bad looking. Um, and yeah, the, and the crazy weird fight sequence that has been unprecedented and has never happened in anything Higurashi ever. It is not an action series. <laughs> what in any capacity... It, there's violence, yes, but it's not an action series. <laughs> um, I was entertained, I'll say. Um, but not for the reasons I think they were intending. <laughs> yeah. They did do a throwback to, like, play, you know, do, they, did, they did do a remake of one of their signature songs at, at the end when it ended. So that was nice, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just the fate of almost every single VN adaptation. I, I've never heard of a VN getting basically a original content anime, realistically. Like, right. Like, I guess that's basically what happened with Fate, but that's, like, completely different because they have books right. and all this other shit going on. Right. Like, it ha- that has expanded to a multimedia thing, whereas... This is just I, still just Higurashi, basically. Yeah, I feel like what every, like, mainline... Um, anime adaptation, which is not a lot. Um, they very much were adapting from the visual novels. 
there are things like manga and like again also books and like you know probably likely radio jo- I mean, i'm sure there's like a lot of other things i've like i've never really looked into um but for the most part the series the, the, the series that people know for the most part is drawing from the vn material and the anime you know the anime adaptations from a couple of years ago that's what most people are familiar with um and yeah from my understanding this anime um this adaptation uh, is, is like a combination of like original material and some loose threads from, um, from the VN that from the VN and like kind of like not quite canon stuff. You know, like it it, it was weird. It clear, yeah. Again, like I said from the beginning, uh, based on an interview with the creator and just the general feel of the series, I definitely do theorize this was just it was just poorly planned out. Which again goes to, to which again just goes back to the idea that I feel like there wasn't a lot of like intense for this to just stand alone it, it, it truly does feel like it was meant to like just serve as a platform for something else at some point higurashi higurashi i wonder like you say you, like you said like what the plan is here to just like build it up even further like i really right wonder i i don't know anyone i know a lot of people who really like higurashi i don't know anyone who has talked about this anime a lot of people just seem to drop off once they were like oh it's not a remake of the original i really like the original like yeah i think a lot of people dropped off immediately at go even yeah yeah and i'm a sicko that kept going you kept going <laughs> to the fucking second core oh yeah it's like damn <laughs> well i respect your dedication i would have done the same thing so uh-huh. i get it <laughs> um actually you know speaking of, of things with two cores that i did not know had two cores uh aquatope on the white sand oh yeah of anime has two yeah, cores we, none it's of still us knew going that, i think <laughs> yeah um i think we found that out last time but uh spoilers the the aquarium died oh oh fuck uh at the (laughs) like halfway point they were just like nope no more aquarium uh basically like that show has been very strange because it has been doing this thing where do you remember the aquarium ghosts Mm -hmm. okay so the aquarium ghosts they they will not confirm. So, first of all, I thought it was supposed to be metaphorical, right? And that it was supposed to represent this idea of you are finding inner peace by appreciating and admiring the beauty around you in a place like this, a place like that is so full of different types of life or something like that, a place that is like an almost quote unquote liminal space, for lack of a better word, you know? Like, it, I assumed it was a metaphor apparently it's not and people just see ghosts here and it has a magical power at one point the main character girl tries to advertise this fact to get people to come to the aquarium and everyone's like you can't do that the cops will arrest us for false advertising you can't tell them that we have magic ghosts in our aquarium and i thought that whole bit was very strange um but yeah uh I have no idea what is going to happen in this show because mm-hmm. it looked like the conceit of it. I thought when I assumed it was one core, I assumed it was going to be, okay, these two girls learn to like each other. They learn to like, like their work. They learn to like different things outside of their original work. Like the main character girl learning to have a life after her idol lifestyle and the aquarium girl either learning to like, like things that aren't just the aquarium or like 
I don't know, you know, do the saving bit, but they didn't do the saving bit, and I admire this. I admire that the aquarium just ate it. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's very strange now, because at the point that it's at right now, the main girl has gone to work at an, another aquarium, basically, the uh, Kukuru, the blue-haired girl, and then the idol girl has gone to be a movie star? Oh. Um... But they did drop a very real bit with that where it was like basically her friend says, Hey, I want you to, um, I, 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 uh, some, a movie producer wanted me to get in touch with you specifically. Um, and I found out that basically because the agency like fired you, they are withholding all of your mail from other people who are trying to hire you. <laughs> and I was like, Wow, that's peak idol agency based on what I know. Uh, but it was just really weird for them to go like, okay, so her bit is she just goes back and like, I guess they they had a weird thing where they're like all like hugging and holding each other and then being like, I'm your sister now, which is weird, but you know. Oh, come on. Whatever. Oh, no. Um, come on. Which also they dropped, that was, at, that was right after they dropped the most insane thing where the main girl like like I saw another me as a ghost in the aquarium, and then <laughs> I was like, "What?" And it was like her grandmother was like, "Well, it's time I told you that you had a twin sister who died in the womb." And I'm just like, "Why? Whoa. Why is this happening? What is what does this mean?" <laughs> She's like, "You must have seen her ghost at the aquarium," and I was like, "Oh what? my god, <laughs> what?" Oh, uh, very it's... strange. Turned into a show that you just need to take the fattest dart before you. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I will say two things. One, they they introduced this like forty five year old man character, and his first introductory scene makes you worried that he's going to be like a weird freak character. But he is the nicest old man, like middle aged uh-huh. man. Okay. Like that's good. he has a he has a bit that I really really liked because. He does the thing that all everyone who's over the age of 30 in an anime has to be like, oh, my back or whatever, right? <laughs> but it's like he's bending over. He's doing all this physical labor for everyone. And then he'll be like, oh, my back. But then he keeps going. He keeps, like, trying to, to help them out because he, he cares about them. And I was like, uh-huh. that's not usually how the joke goes. They just go, oh, now the old man has to go lie down or whatever. Right. Uh, and I really liked that character a lot. But... The uh, the other old man, her her grandfather, sucks ass. He sucks. <laughs> the guy who owns the aquarium, like he was just like like at one point a fucking small tsunami happens and like half of the aquarium is just fucking blown up. And the main character girl, this is when he's like, oh yeah, because he's closing it or whatever already he had planned on closing it and he's just like see we have to close it look how bad shape it's in and i'm like yeah no shit dude if you don't like you didn't do, do maintenance anything. on your building it's gonna <laughs> right. go to shit like what he didn't try anything yet yeah like <laughs> oh it was just so like man what the fuck um this old man sucks though he has a massage chair in his house that makes him richer than god in my opinion oh uh, oh wow so that and means, i have yeah, no have respect for him i have no respect oh, oh, I thought for you him meant, like I thought you meant like those massage tables, and that implies no, like you yes, have like a regular a masseuse. giant massage chair, like oh, with the little one. like nodes and everything. Oh, okay. In his house. Oh, okay. And he's making his six, or his, what his seventeen-year-old granddaughter run uh-huh. an entire aquarium by right. herself while he right. just fucks around. 
cool old right, if man. You got, if you got, if you, if you got massaged, you got, you got, you got changed to spare at that point. Oh, that's yeah. already, that's already like, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a big wish Why list. Why is the aquarium my, in, failing? In my I wish don't list. Know. That's a big wish list item I have. Like, yes, acquire a luxurious massage yeah. and never leave my home again. Well, that's know? what he did. Like, so <laughs> it was just like, man, this guy sucks. Like he was like, and then he was like, she was like, why, why do we have to close the aquarium? Grandpa? And he says, well, when I made this aquarium with my friend 60 years ago or whatever the fuck <laughs> I said, I'm going to close it when I'm 80 years old. So I'm 80 years old and I'm not changing my mind. Bye. Damn. Just like, wow. Thanks. Grandpa. Uh, yeah, thanks, Gramps. Um, Go, I hope you don't pass away in your shitty bed. <laughs> he did, uh, I will say he did get her a job at the other aquarium, which is where the current core is going. Uh, but she was not very happy about it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a very weird show. It has a lot of different weird characters. There's still that little freak creature. Do you remember the Maverick, the little freak creature who like steals guy? her hat? Yeah, they've done nothing with him other than show him eating fish heads throughout right. the entire show. Sure. He just he's just eating fish heads on the roof in the background and I'm like, "Damn. What the fuck?" Hanging out, you know. He does not look human. Uh Yeah, it's really weird to me that the show is too coarse. Like it's it's original work, too. Like Mhm. I I wonder what made them go, damn, you know, ghost aquarium where the ghost thing doesn't really matter and just happens sometimes. This is the show. Also weird Yuri quote unquote stuff going on. I don't I don't know, man. It's really weird. Uh I am engrossed though. Cause I just it's the type <laughs> of thing where you just keep watching it and you're like, what the fuck's gonna happen now though? The aquarium's gone. <laughs> like Right. They have to build a new one. Yeah, well, the new, no, because, no, like, they talk about the gentrification of aquariums, which I was like, oh, shit. okay. <laughs> Damn, uh, at one point, stuff. a yeah, character okay. says the fucking insane thing that I don't get, where she was like, I need money. That's why I got into the aquarium business, which does not sound like a thing anyone would do. I don't, um, I don't think they make money. Yeah. <laughs> and she said, what did she say? She said, did you know there's only 110 aquariums in Japan? That's not a lot of places to get jobs. And I was like, that sounds like a lot of places to get jobs. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, in a field especially like how that, <laughs> It's very strange. Uh, very strange show. Very, very strange energies. Um, <laughs> weird. I don't know. At one point, like, she's like, I need to train you to see the ghosts to her, her, her new friend. <laughs> and he was just like... I don't see the ghost. And then at one point, it's like, oh, he's seeing the ghost. The ghost is his past self see- watching her have a nervous breakdown when she's four years old because her whole family died. So, I was so like, the ghost cool. is so the ghost is actual dead people. Yes, and your past or memories self. also. <laughs> okay. It's a uh, yeah. I don't know what is going on with that show. It's very, very strange. Very, very strange. But I'm going to keep watching it because I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> um, uh, what's going on? Y'all, both of y'all, I guess. Maverick first, I guess I should say. Uh, what's going on with Tactope? Tactope? Oh, is boy. To be that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, Maverick. Tactope, Tactope. To one of those, Tactop Destiny is... A new uh, show coming out this season. It's a co-production between, what is it, MAPPA and Madhouse? 
and I believe is being done in conjunction as one of those like multi multimedia like yeah there's like a mobile game in conjunction with this so it's not an, it wasn't previously adapted it's like in conjunction at the same time with this yeah. whole thing so they want they want it to be a big thing yeah I, I think when we had seen this in the preview like we had mentioned like oh is this kind of like a listeners thing yeah and yeah the pull is there i would say but to uh Quickly look at the synopsis here on Crunchyroll. Uh, music is light that illuminates people's hearts, and that light was suddenly taken from the world. And uh, grotesque monsters known as D2 emerge from the meteor from this uh, black meteorite and begin to overrun the land and people. And the D2 were drawn to melodies people played. Eventually, music itself became taboo. However, those who opposed the monsters appeared. They, the music art, girls who draw power from music. They possess the great operas and musical scores of humanity, history, and use them to defeat the D2. So, yeah, you know, immediately music is forbidden. Uh, dancing is forbidden. And honestly, thank God. <laughs> it's, foot, it's, it's footloose. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> the catch here is that our main characters, and I fucking forget this tact. Tact. His yeah. name is Tact. <laughs> the main tact. character right over here, uh, Tact, is a virtuoso of sorts, just a, a very gifted piano player, and basically the first, I, I think there's a really good uh, setup with the first episode being an in-media res mm-hmm. look at yep. what life is like in music. You have right. a uh, there's like children who don't know what music is because yeah. they live, they're like three or four years old and like, um, essentially, yeah, there's a, like, oh, generation, there's generations of a world that know what music is. And then there's like these, like, they're Zoomers. I don't know what, to, no, no, actually, this, this takes place in the tw- tw- 2040s, I think. Yeah, like 20 <laughs> It's like years a few from decades now. from now. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever their equivalent of their youngest generation where they don't know what music is because they never have heard it often or it was something never really taught to them because, yeah, the, the playing music will attract these alien things, and if people aren't playing music at all, it, it's it does it's not it's not that it doesn't exist, but if they play it outdoors, aliens will come and kill everyone, right? Um, so people so people can play it inside if they got soundproof walls, sure, but it has definitely destroyed like a particular huge aspect of music, a particular sort of culture, when it comes to like you know outdoor, outdoor fun and like outdoor you know like all that stuff, so. Yeah, you know, like, c- cannot do anything as much as even play the radio, lest oh, I get yeah. fucking aggroed by an otherworldly being. And because of this, you know, uh, for Dact, his uh, goal is to sort of, like, go ahead and try and live in a world with music or try to, like, get that done. But uh, accompanying him in this quest are uh, Cosette. And Anna Schneider, so Anna being a uh, older sister to Cassette, and taking the uh, trio over to New York in this quest to get Cosette a uh, quote-unquote repaired, because Cosette is actually a music art who made a pact with Tact, and basically mm-hmm. uh, th- this carrying, I would say, some Full Metal Alchemist vibes, where any time that Cosette has to transform into the uh, music art Destiny is uh, her name. Basically, Tact loses his right arm, and that is, like, part of the whole deal, but he is then able to... Like, that, that basically powers up Destiny to go ahead and 
be able to fight the D2s all the while, like, uh, music is playing. I believe specifically whenever uh, what she has to engage with the D2s, Destiny is specifically playing Symphony Number no. 5. <laughs> yes, like, like for Beethoven. She, she represents Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> It is just playing in the background. It's which, so sick. Yeah, so good. It, it's fun. It's uh, cool. Yeah, more specifically, so he loses his left arm and he pulls it out and it becomes a conductor stick. And then he's like conducting her, essentially, when she's battling. It fucking rules. Like, I did not expect that shit when I watched this. I was like, what the fuck? It's like... There's, like, elements of, like, monster, you know, like, Pokemon, like, monster, you know, monster training, and then just this shit. Like, what in the world is going on? Like, it's the most ridiculous thing, yet they play it really straight, and they they they, they, they convey it really well. The animation's great. I, 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 it's really great that they're following this diegetic rule where you don't, there is, there is no soundtrack throughout each episode until these battles happen until like, and the soundtrack is generally classical music, you know, and, and mostly so far because we've been seeing the character Cosette slash destiny. It's mostly been Beethoven music specifically. Um, yeah, most of the sound is diegetic, so it, that means we, it's music being played within the universe. So moments when Tact is playing a piano in a flashback, or there's actually instruments being played on screen. And yeah, during these battles with the D2s. Otherwise, yeah, they're keeping it consistent where you don't hear music because no one can fucking, fucking play music freely. It's it's just it's just really it's just really cool that they're um yeah, they're being consistent with it. And yeah, essentially so far, I don't know if this is gonna be the whole series, but yes, they are on a road trip to New York City to go to the New York Symphony to fix her because there's something wrong with like Destiny slash Cosette or or I don't know her maintenance check. I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the issue is so far, but that's just really funny to me that the that like orchestra, like like big big orchestra companies are now have been now converted into like. <laughs> I guess mechanics or like 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 guilds to like maintain the music arts in a way. <laughs> like concert venues are now like yeah like I guess like barracks now for these music arts or like <laughs> or to deal with them. And yeah, there's like this other big other like underlying uh, thing going on when it comes to um, the this whole like I, not economy but this whole structure too of how it works. Where yes, the, the music art has to have like a maestro or a conductor like attached with them and yeah they, they keep talking about this legendary grand maestro who um who i guess oversees everything or or maybe was like responsible you know was responsible for helping a lot of these like you know helping and defending against a lot of details d2s years ago etc but yeah it's such a ridiculous idea but they're like pulling it through it's just very interesting <laughs> yeah and you know uh the second episode actually takes us a little bit before the actual start of the journey mm -hmm. Again, the uh, Full Metal Alchemist parallels are very potent in these uh, duos of episodes. But basically, uh, Tack's father was a famous conductor who was killed uh, 10 years prior to the events of the current series by the hand of the D2s, very much when all of this was happening. And so we get the context that, oh, he went ahead and lived with um, Anna and uh, Cosette in a undisclosed part of the country, I guess. Like, somewhere... It, it's some kind of suburb where it's small enough that he can play piano in his garage and not risk having D2s, like, 
come by and uh, kill everybody. But ultimately, the uh, conflict there is like, oh, hey, you know, like, it'd be a real shame that you just continued to play the piano in the garage. We'd love to have other people hear about it. We'd love to have other people hear you play. And at some point, you know, as years pass and people think, oh, you know, the threaded D2s have probably died down. Let's go ahead and try and integrate live music back into the populace by having like the symphonica party, uh, this thing called the symphonica party, sort of just like a symphonica endorsed music festival come by and have like a co-signed music for the uh, festival. But then because that being like, you know, we low-key have like connections to the organization. Let's just go ahead and like let them give us the green light. And so, you know, that night, Tagged comes out of the shell a little bit, is playing for the audience, has cassette sort of just, like, play along. They do a fun little uh, duo piece to Sing, 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 one of my personal favorites when it comes to uh, jazz contemporary pieces. It's a fun little number. But uh, in the midst of all that, D2's attack, shit goes south. Uh, cassette basically dies, and... The uh, pendant that she has on her for the entirety of this episode activates and basically turns her into a music art and results in like that initial pact with uh, Tact. A-, a very interesting way to see everything happen sort of just like immediately, but I think it's a very interesting change as well where... Cassette is being framed as this bright and cheery individual who loves to listen to Tact play the piano, is more or less, like, in love, I would say, with Tact, but then, as a result of this fact, like, as we see in her the first episode, she becomes very cold, calculating, and just a complete uh, facade, or just a complete flip of what that initial character was, and I think adds to another layer of just understanding what is at stake for each person. Tact wanting to, I would say, like, as he's actually starting to get how Cassette feels about everything, wanting to try and find that initial smile again. Cassette, more or less, just living this new reality as a other being. And then Anna just having to live with both of these idiots that she called family at one point, having to guide them through this drastic change. It very much is your Edward, your Alphonse, and your Winnie. Uh-huh. But I mean, hey, you don't really see many people try and crib off of FMA, especially like in terms of the contemporary aspects of it. So by all means, g- give me your musical-themed alchemists, and I will gladly see how this turns to be a uh, self-effacing prophecy or whatever. I this already sounds much more compelling than listeners, I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. which has oh, definitely right the whole similar vibe. This seems a lot more on it. I was actually wondering, I, I ended up looking it up. It is primarily classical musical focused. I mm-hmm. was I just invented a new anime in my mind where they slowly work their way through the genres as the show goes on. And that, <laughs> that would be cool. But uh-huh. I think it's fine if they're doing this uh this stuff, you know, classical music. It has its yeah. purposes. It has its, it has some points, I guess. Uh, there, I, I've definitely got my my feelings about how to integrate music as a like key component because I feel like 
when it comes to anime, you do have your classical variations, and then for the most part, you have like Macross, I would say, is the biggest appeal where it's like sci fi meets idol yeah. music. Oh, yeah. Or usually we'll stay in like J pop aspects. You have the uh, Visual K Vampire Show coming up. Yep. Zombieland Saga is probably another show that does its best to at least recognize the different genres of idol culture in a way. Mm-hmm. I I definitely would love to see a fun little anime that like I don't know talks about a dude trying to do city pop in like the boom uh, bubble <laughs> period of Japan. I would love to see an anime that tackles fucking I mean, I think the EDM about kid, industry for I, sure. Yeah, or I think about kids on the slope, where it's just a very palpable reality yeah. of like westernization in a post world to World War II Japan, ultimately coming back to the way that Black America influences other countries and other cultures. Yeah, and oh still yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like an affecting part of a lot of cultural impact. It, it, it's so to have something like as concrete as music, where you know, bringing back in my thoughts about Blue Period, specifically, the title is a reference to Picasso and his own yep. personal Blue Period, where that is the main character's immediate connection. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, there's different ways that I can shade this blue that if that's my emotion, that's what I can go into for creating this. But then it's still a very Eurocentric look at what art is and... Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that, like, I'm, I immediately need uh, Yaguchi to start learning how to do fucking, um, like, ukiyo-e paintings yeah, to, to do painting. his, like, uh, <laughs> Tokyo art submission. Likewise here, I'm not asking uh, Tact to suddenly learn how to play the shamisen, but it's like... <laughs> cause fucking... No, for sure. There's, there's, I think there's, like, a lot that... I, I would love to see, like, actually, in terms of, like, actual, yeah, Japanese culture and that coming into play. For sure. And which is funny, because, yeah, I was looking at Blue Period's art, and, like, it's it's really cute and, and, and funny seeing the parodies, the intentional parodies of, like, certain famous paintings. Uh, <laughs> at some point, there is, like, a, it seems like there is a, a block print, you know, a block printing uh, bit. But, yeah, ultimately, I, it, I would love to see something that goes into the deeper history of japan that's not necessarily war related or political related yeah. i mean everything is political right but like yeah like something no, that actually you. goes deeper into the arts i mean in ways that i think a lot of us like even i know i would be probably i'm probably misinformed about or don't know a lot about and i would like to see it coming from an, an authentic perspective yeah or like specifically again i like i the things that i see or the fucking wikipedia entry for episode two mentioned that the song they're playing is an up-tempo piano song, but specifically it is Sing, Sing, Sing with a Swing, the Benny Goodman song from 1936. So, that immediately said <laughs> me, like, okay, we know that big band exists, swing exists. This is a post, like, th- this is a post-depression, post-cotton club, jazz aware society that we understand up-tempo piano. We understand piano from a lens that's not just a specific white a perspective to it credit where credit to Betty Goodman is a white individual but you know yeah. someone that was influenced by people that were in the jazz sphere so it very like you know it, it's something to consider especially as 
the show goes on, and I'm curious about what will be included, because mm-hmm. if it's just, like, flavor text, for a better lack of a term, of just like, oh, you know, maybe we'll go ahead and pull out a uh, fucking Duke Ellington uh, piece <laughs> for one of our uh, music arts. Okay, but that has, like, impact. You're saying that this is a, like, palpable piece of work. If you're already comparing... If you're already using, like, Beethoven as a uh, immediate, piece, uh, immediate piece of, like, uh, comparison or... Seeing like, oh, you know, the fucking uh, movement pathetic is like influential for this one character. Like, th- there is an awareness, I would say similar to um, Remake Your Life, where there's an awareness of some of these pieces of culture and a lot of these pieces of what they want to talk about. There's that hesitation to really commit into it and... I don't know, I'm curious about what'll come next. If it's just, like, if it continues to be cool little, like, action set pieces set over orchestral arrangements, I'm fine with that. That's totally up my alley. But if there is an ability to, I don't know, get a little bit into music history, get a little Mm -hmm. bit interested in what it means to necessarily, like, understand the different variations on piano music or recognize like how performances ultimately like uh affect the way we consider music that'd be interesting i would love to see that kind of commentary but i'm not gonna hold my breath on it otherwise you know episode three is out i'll probably check that out when i get the time because i've been enjoying it so far yeah i yeah, especially since, again, the trajectory is, like, they're going to New York, which seems to be, like, in this in this series, it's characterized as, like, oh, yes, that's the final destination, which seems to be significant in relation to, yes, the music world, you know, you know, which is important. Like, I would love, there, yeah, like, I, I don't think we really have quite gotten the scope of, like, you know, but beyond children not understanding, like, music and not getting what that is as a concept... I don't think we have gotten quite the scope of how much the lack of music in this world has deprived uh, people for years, um, you know, and the lack of being just able to freely do that. And like, you know, like shit, there's no buskers. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> no buskers can't do anything. Um, and uh, like, I, yeah, I'm just curious how that will be explored and like the sorts of people they might meet again, because I'm not sure if this is going to be like a road trip kind of movie. If that like the end goal is New York City. Um, or if that's, you know, if, or if that's not actually the whole trajectory, but yeah, like there's a lot that can be explored here, but at the same time, I won't be mad if they don't, you know, it just, it just feels fun. You know, it's just like a thing that like at the service levels, like here are these anime girls fighting shit against classical music. That's fine. It's fun. I kind of felt that way with, um, Carol and Tuesday. Like I was a little, mm-hmm. like I thought it was, I, I thought it was like a solid series, but overall, yeah, there were some moments that were just like a uh, question mark. I'm not sure about that, but also um there are a lot of missed opportunities where i i thought like similarly with those same questions like they didn't really unpack fully like they didn't really unpack the whole like spiel of like why are these two girls special they're singing acoustics like okay like it's not like (laughs) like you know they're singing acoustics and like is that really it is that why they stand out in a world where it's just like electronic music is popular and like you know why is that a big deal you know they didn't really do much with that ramification (laughs) of that you know God, any show that yeah. tries to, like, p- 
pull that kind of dumb... I would say it's foolish at that point if you're going to try and be like, acoustics are better than... Uh, like this is the music, right? Right. It just, it just, it, it definitely rubbed me the wrong way. Of like, what is this saying? Like, is this implying that you know genres that depend on more like in, you know like more artificial tools like that? Like, are you implying that they're more invalid than say music coming from the soul because they're using like instruments that require our hands and they're just singing? You know, it's like what? Like, I it, very very mixed messages from that series. You know, otherwise yeah. there were a lot of strong moments in it, but like it's just like. And like there were, it's really cool how like there were clearly like a lot of pastiches dedicated to real artists, but like yeah, artists, yeah, but yeah, it was just like yeah. I, I don't know what it's saying. I even know what I was saying like even with the weird social issues, it was trying to explore. It was just very bizarre. It definitely ended on a what I felt like a very unresolved note. We're like okay, similar. I, weird to, for me to bring up Higurashi again, but like, you know, again, just like they were both series that, like, you know, since it's just a thing I'm talking about in this episode, right? Like, they just both kind of like ended and like, oh, everyone's happy, but then what the fuck? Like, it just, did you just negate like all the shitty things that have happened? Like, is that character just automatically forgiven? I don't understand. You know, it's just, yeah, strange Deus Ex Machina ending, you know, again, like that was the problem ultimately. Yeah. That said, tacked up pretty cool definitely definitely a really cool original series right now um i think check it out uh they better not do anything that invalidates the work of my homegirl wendy carlos because shout outs (laughs) to the synthesizer uh 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 um okay um let's do oh god um someone do you want to talk far away paladin lv i watched that yeah oh yeah i don't know what to think of it so far it yeah, was definitely not I what either. i expected i was like whoa it's actually an isekai yeah it's an isekai <laughs> like, what? I, right from based on what we read i think together with the seasonal chart it was like oh i thought they just found an orphan baby you know like abandoned yeah like no this make yeah like so the whole premise is that um yeah, what is it? He's, like, being taken care of by, like, you know, these unconventional, like, characters. Like, oh, here's an undead person, and here's, like, a ghost guy, and here's, like, this weird, like, yeah. Skeleton. Like, you know, skeleton, yeah, wonderful. I was like, oh, that's funny, right? I, mean, I think a lot of us reacted to that in a very positive way. Like, oh, that could be, that could sound funny. You know, and, and, and like, going in, it's not comedy, but the concept is kind of funny. You know, that's, like, nice. But I didn't expect it to be an isekai. Like, <laughs> It, and it kind of like takes you it, it's like a slow burn when you find that out it's like oh okay and i guess i'm like not as mad as it compared to, compared to like isekai it's very as a whole. unintrusive i think for the yes most part. i think that's i think that is what it is it's very unintrusive it doesn't slap you in the face of like here's this whole backstory of what happened where i just fucking died one day yeah <laughs> and uh and then that's that and they fucking don't explore it again they don't explore the 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 ramifications of them being from another world besides the fact that they're from another world and for some reason they're special, you know? In this case, it's more... In this case, the main character, you know, the young the young man, the young boy, uh, you know, he, he does grow up kind of quickly in the couple first couple of episodes. He's just like a, a young adult already. He's like, oh, okay, yeah. sure. Um, he doesn't remember where he came from. He know He has a feeling and he knows for a fact that it's not that he just doesn't belong like in this like world but like being taken care of by a ghost and like a skeleton you know he knows for a fact he really is not of this world but he doesn't know why and that's like a weird like feeling that's bothering him so like in a way it's like oh okay i'm 
that could be interesting. Let's like that could be like way more like you know again like I you know you know ultimately I know I'd be I would be pissed off if it's just a typical like school kid or office worker fucking died in a crazy accident or they were shitting you know like I so far it's like the fact that it's not something in your face and like it's just focusing on the shenanigans of him as a kid in these first couple of episodes and how you know, these different characters are in conflict over how to raise them is, 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 yeah, it's just silly and cute. And like, it's, it's just focusing on that for now. Like I'm not, it's, I, at least at this point in the series, it's not really good. It's not really touching upon that or over magnifying that, you know? So have you only seen episode one or did you see? I did see, I did see the first two episodes. First two. Okay. Yeah. I think like the most interesting thing that struck me about it that might keep me interested is that they seemed more interested instead of saying, hey, guess what? He was Isekai baby or whatever. They seem more interested in talking about these undead, basically, that are raising him yeah, and their yeah. potential pasts and their ideas. Right. Yeah. And that's a that's an interesting subvert. I don't think know how they'd intersect it particularly with the Isekai. I think, I think a really smart person could do that really cleverly. <laughs> but this seems very much like I, I at least admire that they are focusing on that instead. I think that's a lot more interesting. Um, I did hear that there's not... There's like no girls in the show apparently. Um, oh, going forward. Besides, besides the by, besides the priestess lady. Besides Mary, like his, her name. Yeah, and, yeah his, and his then mom like kind a couple of background. <laughs> his people. mom and two dads. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's a great. It's pretty good. Uh, the the bit that I really liked is that she's manifesting bread by praying to a god that lights her on yes. fire every day. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's pretty good. Um. <sighs> Really, just in, there's some interesting ideas that I'm ex- I'm I'm excited to see. It very could easily become a generic, you know. Oh no, I'm I'm, uh, what is the term? Alienated from society when he reintegrates or whatever right. and weird stuff like that. But oh yeah, yeah. As is like right now. That, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I I like it. It's it's nothing like mind blowing, but it has it has nice wholesome vibes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so far it's not falling into the trap of like what uh, like what other shows of this genre have that problem of, you know, whether it's isekai or just fantasy in general in anime. Yeah. Um it it's certainly it's certainly I I don't know what to expect, you know. That's really what it is. Yeah, I I There's don't There's promise know in it. There's a little promise. There in is it, definitely. Yeah. And then Right, and like like you said, like like and you know based on what you described, I feel like the worst that can happen to it is that it'll just be boring, you know, or generic. Yeah, like there's nothing I don't think about we'll it have like a horrible like edgy hero type stuff. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Uh I think it, it it it's not like a stellar production or anything either, but I yeah. do like the general aesthetics of it. I I do right. enjoy the um the animation style i think it's very Mm -hmm. uh warm um i do like the um there was one bit also that struck out to me which was that the um the uh magic he said that he be, you you can't say the magic too correctly or whatever uh-huh. out loud when you're enchanting it because that makes it too strong and I, I think yep. that's a really clever little bit. I I do like that quite a bit. This idea of like oh words are power so you better fucking mess it up otherwise like you better slur yeah, the, your words or it's yeah there's it's very nuanced and very subtle in how it works like that's very yeah yeah I thought that was cool. Uh, also the characters being named Gus Mary and Blood. 
mm-hmm. his parents. Yeah. Blood is a great name. Blood uh. is a great name. And he was like an orc. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, um. All right. Uh, let's do. Let's talk about one more thing. I don't want to go too long. So yeah, if you want to, if you want to sh- fire one off, LV, you can uh, tell me about. I I don't know. Do you want, I kind of want to? I need to talk about the mug show. That's what I was going to ask you for. <laughs> I need to talk about the mug show. Yes. Yeah. This mug show. This 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 clearly intentional tourist campaign where they commissioned someone to do. This, this little mini-series, like, talking about, like, oh, shit, our ceramics are pretty bomb. And they are. I, like, yeah, like, I looked at more pictures. Like, pretty bomb. I would like a cup, one from, from this town one day, maybe. Um, God, I'm, like, looking. There's, like, a manga series, too. And I don't see an author credit. Like, damn, like, did the city commission them? They're, like, no, you can't ever reveal your name. You can't ever really do this. That's weird. Um, but... Yeah, it had a, a short anime last season and immediately got an anime this season sequel. It's like, oh, okay, sure. Do they need more tourism? What's going on? What happened? Yeah, during COVID, Japan's Tur- great during COVID, COVID and, situation. And, 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 oh, absolutely. I have a lot of theories. I, it's either like, yeah, like, oh, shit. We, the, the show actually did really well somehow or like, and they were like, oh, yeah, this is helping our town a lot, especially in the midst of COVID where there's no tourism and no one's traveling here. Or, and or, two, um, oh god, why did the second reason flip my mind? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I had two theories in my mind over, like, why is the show still resist? Oh, two, two, they still had extra material last season anyway that they couldn't do because of COVID. Right. So, this is just, like, everything else that they're doing now, whether it's be making finishing these anime episodes left unfinished and they're re- framing it as like, oh, it's actually a part sequel because it's not attaching, you know. And, and similarly with the segments they have with the Seiyu, um, too, where like, oh, we couldn't do certain things last time because it was bad. It's still bad, but we're going to try to do it again this time. Um, but yeah, it's immediately following where we last left off in the first season where the main character... Um, she, Himeno, she's pink, the pink-haired one. Uh, she is, you know, she, she fucking lost and bombed, like, a ceramics competition. But to that end, she, like, actually learned a lot from it. And she's like, you know what? That sucks. But I can move on. I'm more confident about my pottery skills. I, I don't feel so bad about being the shadow of my mom, who, like, passed away. And, like, you know, she was, people really revered her for, like, how great she was as a person and as a pottery maker. Um... So that's cool. That's nice. It's like it legitimately ended on like a note where she had to lose, like, and and still sucked and never improved technically. <laughs> but she managed to take away and like a- acknowledge she did learn from it. She learned to be a little more confident and like I- it's learning to accept that. Yeah, I should pursue pottery more. Like I should not feel bad about it, even though I'm not great at it. It's something I'm interested in, and maybe I can do more with it. Um, and it's less about like having to make people proud, but it's more about like my self confidence and realizing this makes me happy so which interestingly yeah ties in with like again the artistic theme series we've talked about today right it's more about like the interest in it like you know she's not magically gifted to do pottery and she's not magically she's not she's not magically inclined to do pottery just because her mom was great at it you know um no that said yeah this is like that said though this is like a series kind of framed like niche 
well, not it's not niche, but like specific interests as a club with these high school girls, you know, it's, it's kind of framed that way, which tends to be like the common like archetype for that main character where they're actually not good. And the club or group is making them interested in that stuff. So it does fall in line with that. But yeah, ultimately, again, not much happens in the show. They're just hanging out. They don't really focus on actually making the pottery or doing the specifics of it. They're just like exploring around town doing shit. They introduce a new character who seems to be like a a Hime type character um, stereotype. And shockingly, she's kind of like funny because she really changes up the dynamics of the three girls who I think are kind of nothing characters. <laughs> <laughs> they're very bland mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if i iterated that enough like last time i talked about the show last season but it does it does it does make the chemistry among them a little funny but she hasn't showed up more any more times yet i wish she shows up more times but i, I yeah um in part in particular there yeah yeah again there's like kind of new stakes now not that not to say there are stakes last time but she's just like okay now so i don't know what's really <laughs> i don't know what's going on really <laughs> she's not like yeah like they're just yeah they're just doing shit but they're not really doing anything pertaining specifically to pottery it's it's again at this time it seems like the focus is more like showing just interesting spots around town so it's more like a more general view of the town and less specific on the ceramics of the town itself you know um which again i keep saying the town it's it's specifically tajimi tajimi in the gifu prefecture so if you ever want some good good ass cups that's where you go next time. You got you got to look into that. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was so I, I guess there's I guess I want to since again it's 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 just such a nothing show you know it's yeah. such a nothing show. But there's an episode in particular that just boggled my mind where their teacher has to like host these um, people coming outside from the country to visit the town because it's like oh shit they're here to see like our ceramic wonders. And whatnot. In fact, yeah. In fact, near the town, they have like like this like a, a pole where they claim to have like the biggest tea canister, which is really funny. Like, and they actually do show it in a Seiyu segment, like in in that reality, and like it's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, the, their teacher has to host like these people coming from outside the country. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it's offensive. I don't know. Like again, I'm saying this as someone who's uh, like just seeing this from the outside perspective, where like. There's this one character who who they say she's she's actually Mexican. She's coming all the way from Mexico, and she's like, her actress is clearly Japanese, native Japanese speaking at least. And um, I, again, I don't know their actual ethnicity, but they are clearly a more proficient native Japanese speaker. And this character is like speaking Spanish like seventy five percent of the time, and it's like really weird and jarring because in one way. It definitely sounds a little off. It definitely sounds like this per yeah, this person uh this person is not fluent in Spanish whatsoever. And um about the same time, because the sounds in Japanese is consistent with how Spanish sounds, it actually sounds okay. So if you're someone who truly has not heard or is neither fluent in Spanish, you would not be able to tell, I think. You know, to be quite honest. So it was kind of weird. There was kind of this dissonance to it. You know, it's like, okay, it kind of flows with everything. But at the same time, something is wrong. In addition, the, they had a weird moment where the characters... Her name is Jimena, but it's spelled with an X instead of an H in the beginning. And the main character's name is Jimeno. And her mom's name, her dead mom's name is Jimena as well. 
but with an H this time. So they had a fucking weird moment where they're like, they just had this weird spiritual connection, I guess. That just like, what? Like, why is this? Why it's is like this happening? It's like the aquarium. Yeah, it's like the aquarium. The, the, the ghost. Like, it's, it was so weird. And I thought they were going to go deeper with it. Like, because there's a moment where uh, Jimena with an ex, you know, looks at, looks upon like um, Jimena's mom, Jimena, <laughs> her her sculpture that she left behind um, to the town, which is now like by one of her local museums. She's looking upon it and she has this dramatic moment where she, for some reason, feels a connection with it. And that's when we find out they all have the exact same fucking name. Like, <laughs> it was just okay. And they don't really do anything with that beyond like, oh, okay. They, yeah, they, they actually make a new friend, you know, and she decides, you know, and like at the end of the episode, she decides to stick around longer to probably like do further studies and like around the area and whatnot and she's getting by you know but yeah it was just very strange like there was also a very like uncomfortable like like beginning where there was also like an english-speaking character that didn't even like that didn't even like last throughout the episode they never showed up again they just wanted to focus on the spanish-speaking character after um so the teacher was trying to speak english to them etc it was just very odd but in a way, yeah, the episode was trying to show, yes, our town is so big, a big deal. Like, everyone from all over, even outside the country, is just coming to visit us. Um, in terms of the seiyuu segments, the live-action seiyuu segments at the end, where the voice actresses are just kind of screwing around and going around town, highlighting, here's the, re you know, you know, they revealed a lot. They, re they, have, they have revealed that the town certainly has changed because of this damn show. Yeah. Where, like, the, ta the town now has, like, tourist spots where the voice actresses have pointed out, like, vo uh, you know, they, oh, they voiced, like, a line here to read out, like, a touristy description thing. Like, you know, like, in a zoo, there's, like, audio tours and whatnot. Like, if you press a button on this app, you know, it's, it's, it's them talking in character, describing this particular landmark in town, etc., they have like a city car now that's basically an, an Itasha car, you know, an anime skin car with, an, with the anime girls from the series, which is kind of weird. And I feel bad for the poor guy who has to drive it around now. Um, and yeah, they definitely have like a lot of flares from the show, you know, tied in with the tourism aspect. Um, but I, I definitely don't know what they're making these women do. Like, I think they ran out of things to make them do, even though I said, like, I feel like maybe they're revisiting the town just so they can try to do things they probably couldn't do before. But for the most part, there's like... There's not a lot of cohesion in the sort of stuff they're doing. It feels a little more random compared to, like, the first season where, like, okay, they clearly have, like, a path in mind. We're like, oh, okay, they're touring all the restaurants today. Like, oh, they're just, they're actually making mugs today. This time they're just kind of going everywhere, which, again, I, I beg the question, like, were these segments already filmed, like, in the first season, but they didn't uh, do anything? I don't know. Um, but clearly time has passed. It's clearly, like, autumn. Like, to an extent, you know, or like, clearly, it's clearly entering that colder weather whenever they shot this. Um, there was there was a really deranged moment where they made the girls go to one of the sites where they excavate the clay for the town. They fucking made these women, like, go in jumpsuits and, like, dig dirt for, like, hours. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's what they fucking the get. I don't know. That's what I would do if I had to manage an anime and I had, like, the voice it's actors right. out, like, hey, guys... <laughs> We're going to the old abandoned <laughs> mine. I don't know. And right, and like, and like, you know, they they get a barrel of silt essentially, right? And then the old, you know, the, the old man like who's on shift. That's you know, they were saying like, oh, you know, one of them comes like, oh, is that enough? And the old man's like, no, that's not enough, man. Like it's just like damn. But it was kind of funny. It was like, but it was really kind of deranged. Um, 
I don't know if it was during that same segment, but like what stood out to me the most was this random like anecdote one of the voice actresses said for some reason they kept in and they thought it was funny where like she was saying when she was still in voice acting school or training school, like she had no money and she had to like depend on like meat buns from like the deli or mart nearby. And she made one last across a whole week because she was so broke going to train school. And they kept uh, that in as a bit. I was and like, then they the made her fuck? go work in the mines. <laughs> they, they made her go work in the mines, the clay mines. <laughs> this show is bizarre. <laughs> Truly bizarre. I, like, I, like, they, like, like the first season, it clearly had like intentions in mind. And the second season just feels like they're just doing whatever. Like, I don't. Get the that. thing that's getting me is like this idea that like they were like, okay, so like I get the first one. You made it. And then COVID happened. You couldn't have predicted this would happen with the production timeline. Right. Like, of course. So you just got to air the anime anyway. And then like, it's like, now nah, we're doing season two and Japan is worse than ever before like straight Absolutely. up let's Especially just go olympics like what i don't know like this this show is certainly a light in my like my day if when i watch and knowing that it's like there's nothing going on here this, there's like and there's sh- and i guess i'm saying this too because i don't feel bad when i finish like a five minute you know less than 10 minutes episode <laughs> you know that's how short it is right so it's like okay whatever i didn't waste my time but that was interesting sure um, it's certainly, it, it certainly, it certainly puts like a glimmer, like in, 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 it certainly gives me a little perspective over like how much also like junk television we don't see coming out of Japan. You know, again, when we watch anime, you know, we're kind of self-curating ourselves a lot. And it's like, we're watching whatever's accessible and whatever we're able to find. The shittier stuff we're less likely to find. Cause no one's like thinking about like, oh, I gotta, I gotta like put this yeah. on something, you know, this is certainly like. B level, like what the shitty variety shows in Japan that they have that is like really low bar quality in terms of like the stuff that would show like on a morning, you know, where you know old people are at home and watch, you know, like I, my mom, like, like my mom, like, like all the weird shitty Filipino television she's seen, like it's that, <laughs> like, you know, I just, I just, you know, again, I'm not that familiar with like a lot of, like, stuff in Japan beyond the stuff I watch, but for sure, I, I guess I can relate to then my understanding of, like, what my mom just tends to put on to fill in air and not be- and who she herself has admitted, like, no, this isn't great, but I'm just- I just need to yeah, fill in the something. time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is that. You know, again, and, and again, it goes back to the fact that it's essentially a commercial. Like, this is something that would air between shows. It's not, like, a primetime slot thing. <laughs> oh, God. It's- it's so- oh, God. It's- it's- what a ride. And again, they're not actually focusing on making mugs anymore. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they moved on, you know. They moved on. <laughs> it's a post mug world. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'm gonna. We'll call it there for now. Just to. Mm-hmm. We'll have. I think next time we'll be able to. Well, I mean, next time we'll talk about the paranoia agent anime that we're gonna watch, but. Uh, you know, next time we'll have be all in the new season, I think. Unless John shows up and is talking about stuff from last time. Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> uh, but we, we do have one question. Uh, I yeah. watched this anime, actually, so I, 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 I know what's going on here. Uh, in, uh, Shoeless asks, in Digimon Ghost Game, the protagonist's dad sends him a Digimon, tells him the Digimon is his new little brother, and then fucks off to the digital world. <laughs> How would you respond to suddenly having a new little brother that knows attacks? Wait, so the dad fucks off to the digital world? He, yes, like, abandons completely gone, by- yep. So he says he says the Digimon's his little brother and not like okay that's he interesting. He says take he care didn't... of him. That's it. 
and then he's gone. as opposed to be like, oh, this is your father now, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> that would be way better if he said this little <laughs> Digimon is your dad. It would make more sense, but that's shittier. I don't know. What? Oh God. <laughs> like, what would you do if you had this new little brother that was? Is this kid abandoned? Like, like yes, yes, he was. <laughs> His mom works overseas. Oh my god! But, yeah, and the well, mom doesn't know the her, her so, husband abandoned her child. That's yeah, hilarious. let me let me tell oh you god. the conceit of this show. Okay, so it's basically creepy pasta Digimon. Uh-huh. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But it's in the future where there's like holograms and stuff. Um, and he 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 comes home one day after a creepy pasta thing happens to him, and there's just a giant burning hole in his dad's office. <laughs> oh shit. And then he like picks up. He calls the police. The police are like, "Damn, guess your dad's just gone." Oh <laughs> like, my god! And then he 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 gets like a little hologram that's like, "Oh, don't worry, I'm in the Digimon world. I don't give a fuck. Uh, bye. Here's here have this kid. You need to take care of this kid." And then this little Digimon guy comes out. Uh, very strange. I think this show is incredible. I don't. <laughs> know what's going on in it but the little guy the little digimon has like a real baby voice going on and I, oh you know we love to hear it we love to hear actually it. a child oh man i'd be fine yeah. I'd, I'd hang out i'd just be like yeah, you'd hang out go. yeah would yeah, you like ask him to do his attacks or would uh, you try to teach him necessary. not to okay like, if we were in a dire situation, maybe, like, I'd be like, okay, if you know how to do this, we're going to have to do this. But, nah, you know, just hanging out. Let him, let him learn about life. Let, what's the uh, drinking age of Digimon? Uh, <laughs> is it, like, champion level? So, we'll, we'll figure that out. Oh, yeah. We'll, we we'll get to that crossroad when we get there. But, <laughs> yeah, just show him the ropes of life. You know, I'm already... I'm already having to uh, instill knowledge in the mind of 50 other children. What's one more? Yeah, I didn't think about that. You're experiencing children with attacks every day. Oh, my God, yeah. Children with the attack asking me directly, are you gay? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Uh. It's true, though. Imagine if this little Digimon did it. Oh what no! What if this little did you want just like just start saying like, "Dang, that's gay" or whatever, and then it's just like, "No." Like, how do you respond to that? Yeah. No, did you? Uh, um. Yeah, I unfortunately, my nephew reached that point in his life where he he, he oh, unfortunately yeah. learned it. I think I mentioned this like like not in the cast, but like among us, you know, like uh, like he. He said somebody was gay, and, like, I think my sister handled it well. But I wish she explained it what it was. But I, or I think his dad, like, explained... I think his dad, like, managed to shut that down pretty quickly. But I wish they actually went into explaining that. But I felt... I, I think they're, like, in a place where they don't know how to explain, like, sexualities to him yet. Um, right, because to kids, it's just a word, right? Like, it just... Right, yeah. I, care. Yeah. Um... I, I, yeah, like, they just... Yeah, he just, his dad just shut it down, basically, saying, like, you know, like that's not a bad word or something like you know it's like a feeling it's like a i don't know something weird <laughs> gay like means that. happy I don't know. that's what they, yeah, they told exactly. me when i was a kid and i was like damn but that was also a couple of years ago at this point i think he should be ready to know like what that actually means and why it's not you know but they, they they made it clear it's not a bad word you know um and it's not a word you should just be saying to people <laughs> like or like asking in that way you know but yeah god if that little creature 
<laughs> yeah, what, 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 I think that's the thing, too. We, we have to monitor this creature. What is this creature watching on YouTube? You know? We have to make sure he doesn't watch PewDiePie. That's, that's what I'm worried. Sure. Like, the finger families or something, too. Yeah, like, oh, oh, God. Like, yeah, yeah the sure deranged, this. like, Elsa Gate shit. Mm. We have to be careful. This kid. Or does it, does it already know that stuff because it's a digital monster? Like, is it unfortunately in its system? That, oh, no. What it's to, like, cleanse Matthew? it. Can't feed a TikToks. Get it away from TikTok. No, oh, no. It's too young. No, no. I was just reading an article about how like teens are developing verbal tics based on TikToks that no. are like bad because there's like tr influencers who are like having Tourette syndrome is cool. And I was just like, oh, oh no. dear God. Here we go. No. Imagine that happening to the Digimon. I just imagine the Digimon. Saying Pog, that sounds good. I'd rather see that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is good. Actually, okay, hold on. Actually, they really need to get in on that. Also, I want them to say Creepypasta as well. Yeah. They said Creepypasta mm -hmm. in Inspector, that one show. I remember that. Yep. That was good. Yep, they that did say it. They, actually, they said the word. Yeah, um, we need more of that. Oh, gosh, this thing discovering, yeah, SCPs and playing... Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's, or watching Five Nights at Freddy's playthroughs. No, you know? like, I would just, rather. We have to protect it, you know. I, I, <laughs> we are obligated it, to protect. I, I give my new baby brother the most wholesome thing on the internet: Super Mario smoking weed. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like growing up right. You get Digivolve right there on the spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Champion uh, form in no time. <laughs> Christ. Um, make, make them watch. Uh, make them watch um, speed runs. Yeah, yeah. I think that will speed what? up. Its, that, I think that, that will help its good. character. Watch, yeah, watch YouTube poops. <laughs> That's John's fucking Digimon. He can talk about that when he gets back. <laughs> I know he's watching this shit too. That's what he would do. He would corrupt this little guy. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um, so yeah, once again, we're watching Paranoia Agent next time. It's just on Crunchyroll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Is nice. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about that next time. Maybe John will be back from assignment. Who knows? Uh, as always, you know the bit. Patreon.com slash VGCC, $3. One week early. Such is the way. Um, yeah, we're just hanging out. I don't know. We're all busy as hell. So hopefully, eventually, we will reach a normal probably when some of us get breaks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which will hopefully happen. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank open. you both. Yeah. Here's fucking hoping. Uh, thank you both for joining me as always. And uh, see y'all next time on another episode of Unlimited uh, Railworks. See ya. Straight.